0: hey hey welcome to the rojo basement uh this little intro man is uh or a little trailer whatever you want to call this shit uh we just had a uh, rico suave in the house he just left uh from the pink noise family awesome episode guys uh, this company is is big you know they run the show here all the festivals concerts you know even the small events from weddings to cotillions and this and that from the little to the biggest they, they run they dominate chicago um, I think um, it's awesome to see a company like theirs because I worked with them for like a few weeks um, when I was doing battle So I got a job and I'll tell you guys a little bit about that right now. But despite their success, man, um, Roberto and his brother Rico remain humble, humble, you know, like they're they don't they don't act like, oh, I'm bigger than better than you, you know, none of that shit. And not only them, their children, their their wives, it's such a beautiful thing to see a family that's just so humble to the ground, man, you know, and just like never forget where they came from. And that is a beautiful thing to see, guys. And I think that's why they have so much success because they have this positive aura around them and their whole little squad. You know what I mean? And um, there was a time in life that I was really fucked up and not only me, but America because there was a recession and years after the recession, people could still not get jobs and I used to work for the city of Chicago and I got laid off. And just like the rest of America, I was just struggling to get a, you know, to land a job. And I went to the Cuban festival. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be depressed about this shit. I'm going to go have fun. Fuck this shit. And I went to the Cuban festival and I bump into uh, Rico. And then we we're just talking about life. He's like, how you been? I'm like, man, bro, it's been really bad. I've been looking for a job, blah, 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 blah. And, then, you know, so, so. And he's like, are you fucking stupid, puppy? You know what his little soft voice having to ask? He's like, why didn't you tell me? You know, it's was like, hey, tomorrow come wear your shoes some old shoes and some raggedy clothes and come to this address and be there at six in the morning. So I'm like, OK. So I show up there and let me tell you guys that that was something I wasn't ready for. <laughs> this is why I have so much love for these guys, because you know what, man? We go to events, to concerts, to festivals, and we just enjoy the show. We go back home. But these guys go above and beyond to make sure we enjoy that fucking event. You know what I mean? And for everything that might go wrong in this concert, which it never does, but if something ever goes wrong, if a light goes out or something, they are ready like for the worst case scenario for every single little thing that they have going on. It is crazy. I've never seen so much perfection in my life. And because uh, I was behind the scenes building stages, putting lights, running cables, building trust. I did the whole thing. And that week that we worked, uh, I was working, um, it was a Puerto Rican festival in Humble Park, the Pride Festival in uh, Boytown. It was the Afro-American festival in the South, South, I forgot the name of the park. And there was the um, a Mexican event somewhere in Wisconsin too. I forgot what part of Wisconsin we were at, but they had these four events in one week. So four stages gotta get built, four sets of lights, sounds, fucking cables, truss, this, that, the whole nine. This is a lot of work. And um, it's a lot of crazy things that go down behind, you know, climbing ladders, going here, climbing truss. It's a lot of scary shit that we gotta do, but it is so professional. The way these guys, the way they run this whole thing, is, is they have it down to the T. And um, yeah, it, it was uh it was one hell of an experience for me and it was lunchtime okay and i really really hope corporate america was to take notes from this guy and this company man because it was lunchtime we go out to eat i'm in the car with rico and he's like hey what you want to eat and i was like yo man beggars can't be choosers i eat whatever i eat mcdonald's subway he slams the brakes he's like look here papi when you work under me you never eat that kind of food you know like i treat my workers great we don't eat that that kind of food So this guy takes us to an upscale restaurant every day of the week. Lobsters, steaks, this, that, bottles of this, that, you know, like, like, just like, like celebrities, you know, and holy shit. I'm like, you guys eat like this every day? And he's like, I take care of my workers. You know what I mean? So to see, you know, somebody, a a, a small business, you could say like, compared to corporate, right? Treat his workers like gold. And then I see how his workers treat him like gold and they got his back corporate could take some notes from this company because that is amazing to see people doing that for the people that make them grow as well so shout out to rico shout out to roberto to the pink noise to the whole entire pink noise family um big amazing hot company man that run the whole show in chicago and um right now i actually want to say thank you as well to one of the most funniest white dudes in the world this guy man his name is kevin lloyd everybody he is officially our patreon for the Rojo Basement Podcast. So give it up for Kevin Lloyd. Kevin Lloyd. Yo, let me tell you guys about Kevin. Kevin Lloyd is a white dude that is the most funniest. In the- when this guy talks, I sit down and I just enjoy the show. So I'm going to have this guy here. We're going to do sports segments and I need this guy to be here talking shit because he is hysterical so stay tuned for that it's coming soon guys more episodes coming your way and please follow the rojo basement instagram account guys i'm gonna be interacting with you guys in there and we're gonna have some cool things going down so follow the instagram the rojo basement and uh and so hey enjoy the show guys that's it you're out it's over What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Rojo Baseman Podcast. Yo, today's guest right here in the house, man. I ain't going to say who he is yet because I'm going to give him his flowers. And I'm going to let you guys know who this man is. All right? Yo, we have a person, to everybody that knows me, to everybody that goes way back in my life and hung out with me at some point in life, and we each other at, at the club, at a concert, at something. This person right here, this is the one and the only, the CEO of the fucking Pink Noise, DJ Rico Suave in the house, everybody, man. Give it up for this man right now, man. Now, a lot of the deck, guys. Come on, a lot of. Yo, bro, thank you so much for being here, man. I know you're fucking busy and you're always grinding 24 7. You never stop moving. You're a fucking beast. And, bro, thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Hey. When I walked in, I was so fucking honored to see you. You're you're fucking branding badass, like <laughs> left and right, bro. That means a lot I'm to mind, me, man. This bitch, damn, <laughs> man, what the fuck, bro? Let me tell you, bro. Hey, you bro, know, I love your beer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's doable. Yeah, No. it's quite. Yeah, no, it's too white. I know, but I like I like, like the little salt and pepper look, man. It's more yeah. it's more salt though, more than pepper, but
1: you it, know, you it's, it's, it's too salty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but you your beer at some point. I appreciate it, brother. Man, this guy right here, man, bro. I want to ask you a question. Other we here when you first started in this? No, you no, were no. Don't...
1: Wait, 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 wait. You never told me you had a like. You had a list of questions for me. You never said that. Oh no, no, no! But I saw so I, I thought, I don't, I thought no, this shit was gonna be like. Oh, that doesn't give you like a little email with this bullshit. No, hell no. I want to know the questions beforehand.
0: No, no, no. no, no. I'm going to throw you curveballs. I'm going to throw you curveballs all day. But it's going to be positive curveballs. Ain't going to be none of that junk over here, bro. Salud, chicos. Yeah, salud. Cheers, man. We're over here chugging. We are quarantining. We are officially. I have a 20-foot cord. Six feet away, papi. No, we're like 20 feet away. But we had to do this. And uh, so right now, man, this guy right here, this dude, when he started DJing, back in the day, you were DJ Candela at first. No, sonido candela. Sonido candela. So when is the when do you transition to rico suave in Chicago?
1: Okay, so let me let me share something with you. Back in the day, we had some, these Mexican friends that they, they were into like the cumbia and sonido shit. Right. And I think uh, we picked up that name after them because sonido candela was big in Mexico. Really. Right. So, you know, we just we were, you know, I, we just landed in Chicago. When I say we, was, I'm I'm including my brother right
0: here? Oh, shout know. out to Rocco Mix. <laughs>
1: Rocco Mix. Yeah. Oh yeah. So when we land when we landed, um, you know, we met these two guys that were into the sonidero thing in Mexico <laughs> and
0: um, <laughs> that kind of music. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> 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 and then. Uh, you know they had that name that the that, that sonido Candela. so we, create, we we basically created that sonido candela name with the with with the ecuadorian community that was the first time that we basically had a name here in chicago wow sonido candela i never knew that so people will tell us los candelas los Can, los los candelas
0: you guys, let me tell you.
1: So that I, was in the Ecuadorian community,
0: yeah. Wow, see, I, I never knew that Mexico has something to do with that here in no, Chicago. For real. Yeah, yep, yep. And I'm gonna tell you one thing. Talk about Roberto, your brother Rocco Mix. I was in Mexico, right? I was in a small village, and I'm 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 hearing this music in the background, and I swear to God on everything I love, I'm there chilling, and then you hear Rocco Mix dos, and I'm telling everybody, Yo, I know that DJ. He's from Chicago. Is my boy. but he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. E- you know everybody, whatever. Blah 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 blah. And nobody believed me because that that Rocco Mix CD went all over the place, bro.
1: It was that was that was big in Mexico and in, in Guatemala, El Salvador. It was super big in Central America and and in, 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 in Mexico.
0: Insane, dude. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm in a small village in Mexico, and your brother CD is playing, right? I, in a in a rural area, but it got there. You know what I'm saying? And, but when do you transition, so when do you switch from Sonido Candela to Rico Suave?
1: So, before, well, right after the, um, the, the Ecuadorian community, which we we're known as uh, Sonido, Sonido Candela. Right. So, I used to work, believe it or not. Uh, papi, <laughs> papi, <round>, running Ronnie, Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> believe it or not. um we no myself i used to clean a bar by wrigleyville really i used to clean the bar. i was i was a fucking uh, the cleaning guy jesus with my mop and my broom puppy what year was this roughly this is about 1994 wow I, yeah about around 1994 and um the owner of the place was watching uh, MTB because MTV back in the day was big. Oh, hell yeah. And then out of nowhere, the, the video that Rico Suave Gerardo came on the screen, right? Rico. Suave. Suave. <laughs> so I told I told the owner because my English was super broken. Kind of like right now, you know what I'm saying? Ah, you got the Antonio Banderas, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this bitch. You know, my, uh, <laughs> hey, even, even y- if you're born from... A, from uh, Latina parents here in this country, yep. you, you, your your English—it all depends who you hang out with. Your English will all fucking always be broken, but my English was so, super broken, like <laughs> super. It was, it was shattered, like 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 you couldn't even find fucking pieces of it, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I, you know I envied. So wait, <laughs> so then, so I was watching that video that Gerardo, like Rico Suave, and I told the owner of the place, hey. Hey, Gerardo, Rico Suave, you know, my country, my country, papi, my country. And after that conversation, he started calling me Rico Suave. Really? Rico Suave. Rico Suave. And then, papi.
0: That was it. it.
1: The guy that took me to that place to work started calling me also Rico Suave. And that was it. That was it. That was it. Rico Suave. Rico Suave.
0: So props to
1: Gerardo Mejia de Ecuador. Rico Suave the original the one and only and you know by default I was called Rico Suave. Wow. And, and that stayed with me for and for you like 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 t- even today you know that's my my nickname. And you you
0: you got the you got the Rico Suave appearances no, since I met you.
1: Back in the day I was fucking <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> I remember you cuz you said 94 yeah. was when you were um you could say mopping, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then pretty much like in 97 you had a badass Eclipse turbo. I remember cuz you're you were, you were digging hard. You were you were you were So right. how did you get into the club scene?
1: How? Oh my god. That's a good one.
0: I took it there, brother. I told you it's going to be one of so, these rides.
1: I I think I got I got into the club scene um not only for my t- because of my talent, oh shit! Which is which, which is uh, pretty. Much, <laughs> no. It speaks for itself. But I I I think that um uh, um I was just following my my brother's uh, feet, right? Rocco's. Uh, I remember when Rocco and I, um, no, Rocco applied for 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 a job at, the, at Casanovas. I don't know where they call him. So whenever he. But but at the same time we had uh, the 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 sonido candela we had that shit going right we were so extremely booked we were so booked like Saturday Sunday or Fridays we were booked all the time always booked papi always, always booked. booked pink noise baby <laughs> and then um, my brother uh, I kind of like you know like whenever he will leave one spot I will fill in for him. And um, yeah, that's how I, I got into the nightclub scene. But um, I think el, el Rock en Español made a big difference in our lives because you know, be, us being South Americans, right, and knowing the music. Not only you know, not uh, not only knowing the music, but being able to play and produce the music for the masses. So, you know, that made a big difference. And, uh, you know, we know we our roots are South American. So we knew everything about rocking Espanol, popping Espanol. So I think my brother and myself, we we kind of like made a, made a, made a difference in the, in the industry in Chicago. Big time. Uh, shout out to Frank Monroy. <laughs>
0: oh!
1: <laughs> and I think that, you know, that was the, the big connection. That, that was a, a big connection where uh, I feel like our talent was introduced to to the industry here in Chicago, and that's how he, I, I think that that's how we made it to the to the next level.
0: That was the, 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 the beginning, the footsteps. Right, the footsteps. Because, right. you know, when I met you. Um, baby we, steps, puppy. Baby steps. Baby steps all the way. Because when I met you, bro, I don't know if you remember this, um, we mm-hmm. hung out. And I was the baby of the crew, you know, and somehow you guys adopted me and, I, and I'm just the luckiest motherfucker because I could have been hanging out with many game gangbangers, this, that, taggers, whatever the fuck, but some way, somehow I ended up hanging out with you guys.
1: Yeah, and but I, you, you, you used to eat a lot. Fuck.
0: <laughs> and you guys paid the tab always. That was beautiful. Always.
1: Fucking.
0: <laughs> and I remember when I met you, you lived in a fucking basement with two roommates I remember you we were, we were I was a shorty but I remember very vividly we were talking one day and I remember you were just like um you were saying to my cousin like yo you know what man I'm going to I'm going to buy these DJ equipments and I'm going to rent this shit out I'm some on some entrepreneur shit you know you were just like you had a vision and I'll never forget that I was a little kid and I remember my cousin was talking shit like, ah, pfft, this is gonna he's going to spend his money on this shit, blah, 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 blah. But sure the fuck enough, bro, I remember you bought like an equipment, two equipments, three, four, five, six, seven. Next thing you know, you had like your whole garage full of shit. You, you were you were booked yep. literally yep. from Monday to Sunday. Right. And I remember Bryce would hear the other side of people just clowning, talking shit. And then when I saw your success, I was like, holy fuck, this guy just took off and started flying out of nowhere.
1: You're how right? I, right. I,
0: how 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 did you come with that idea at that time?
1: Uh, so going back to what, what I was saying, um, I think I I was introduced to things that would, nobody will be able to see the potential of things, right? So I learned I learned that uh, oh fuck, how do I say this? I, I, <laughs> I learned that uh. That if you own the equipment Because I learned this shit I learned this shit from Marco Lopez um, Shout out to Marco Lopez I hope you listen to this shit <laughs> I hope so too Marco Lopez told me Enrico it's better to be owner of 1% of Everything Than to own 100% of nothing Wow <laughs> Take no, so, take no, motherfuckers. I, I learned that shit, so I was like, "Hey, we <sighs> can, you know, we can buy this equipment. We can make a little profit here and there. You know, that that becomes like that one percent, right? Let's be owner one percent of something instead of being owners of hundred percent of nothing." Yes, those are key lines, bitches. Yeah, because <laughs> at that time, dude, you used to work
0: in Broadway and you were like an insurance claim adjuster, correct? I was, yeah. <laughs> you know I knew that, did you?
1: Yeah, I was a climate, uh, climate adjuster, yes.
0: Yes, and when did you feel, when you were working in that place in Broadway, and you were, in a, 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 you know, an insurance claim adjuster, when was the time that it hit you? like, you know what? I don't need this job no more. I'm fucking balling. I'm leaving this shit. Man,
1: that's a good question. Um... Let me just kind of like think about it. Um, I don't think I left that company because I wanted to. I, I got laid off. Really? They closed, they closed my position and um, they come into the room and you know a lot of uh, people that they were gonna laid off that day, they were crying. like you know they feel wow. like it, it's, it's the end of their their, their lives, right. A lot of uh, girls that I still talk to—they came out of that room, crying. Like, there's no, there's no future, there's no tomorrow for me. This is the end of the road. So when I walked in, I felt blessed. And uh, I—I I, call my wife right after the the that little interview, where they give you your severance package and all that shit, right? Right, right. So I—I I told my wife, Elizabeth, you know what? I just had a vision. Like this is the end. This is the end of my corporate corporate career. Like ah. I gave I gave what I had to what I have to give to the corporate world and fuck it. I'm going to be on my own. Oof. I, I, Rani, believe it or not, my sound engineers were making more money than me. The people that I was paying to work for me yeah we're making more money than me but the hudo, that was like kind of like the end of it and i'm so fucking blessed that that said that that day that day came to my life and i kind of like withdrew from being a uh a soldier for the corporate america world yes you know what i'm saying you unplug right? you unplug yourself from the matrix from the matrix and i became my own entrepreneur Damn, dude, that is baller as
0: shit. I never knew that part, cause I remember shortly after that you started uh, a company, Suave Mix Entertainment, and that's when you started your your after all right. And you started doing your your shows. And you started kicking off and doing your things. And people might not know this, dude, but back in the day, Rico, right here, man, he was on the ones and twos, and I was performing on stage, and he was scratching up like this dude could scratch his ass off, you know, and just like kill the beats. And when I was on the stage performing, like at the time, I was uh, I was going with Big Boy. And Big Boy was the hottest shit in the 90s. So me, I could have never had the opportunity to open up for that guy and travel with him, go to Texas, Houston, and all this
1: bullshit. Uh, see, go.
0: <laughs> that guy. You know what I'm saying? But because of this dude right here next to me, man, he's the one that made this. Like, I was a fan of this dude growing up. But since I met this dude in front of me right now, he's the one that got me on a stage rapping, performing with this dude, going on an airplane, traveling to Houston and shit, opening up for this guy. And I remember that one day, dude, like, I don't think people know this, but we took a, so I had a show, Rico calls me like, yo, we're going to, you're going to open up for this guy for big boy and fucking uh, Texas and Houston and blah, 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 blah. So we were in an airplane.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: so look guys, that's what the shit. That was the shit. <laughs> Let me tell you guys a story. So, we go to Texas, and we kill it. The Gavillion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, here we go, guys. Here goes oh the story. My God. So, we go to Texas. We're in Chicago. He tells me, like, yo, you're going to open up for Big Boy. So, me, I'm like, yo, I'm just a, I'm a raggedy-ass kid. Then I'm like, huh? Sin the- Sinto amor. So, now. Yo sé voy a dang, you hear that voice?
1: Sinto Damn, Rico. Rico.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So now Rico gets me to go on stage to open up for this guy, and we're in an airplane. I don't know if you remember this shit, but I had some Adidas uh, tearaway pants.
1: Yeah, and right.
0: then I, I, I'm like Rico, where are my headphones. He's like, oh, they're upstairs at the. <laughs> at the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rico comes and, they and pull he pulls
1: his fucking pants off. He rips uh. my pants
0: off, and I'm I'm like in reaching, the middle of the plane. In the middle, middle of the plane. in the middle of the <laughs> aisle. I'm reaching for my headphones at the, at the compartment. I got it open. This son of a bitch rips my pants <laughs> off. I was wearing some bikini style underwear at the time. It was la the '90s, guys. La tanga, la tanga, yeah, la it was la. it was the '90s, man. Give me, you know, give me a little breath. I had some leopard bikinis. So I'm there with. A, I had a short shirt, like a, t- a small T-shirt, and I'm there, ass naked, like with my little bikinis. And then this <laughs> dude is throwing my pants to the other people, and they play a monkey in the middle. And the marshal came to their plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He came up to us, and he's like, "What's going on over here?" And then they're like, oh, we're throwing his pants around. And I'm like, Officer Zero marshal, can you get my pants from me? He's like, nah, I'm out of here, man. And he goes back to his seat, and I'm just there with my underwears in the airplane. And we do the show, and... Um,
1: no, but wait, 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 wait. There's something I need to add to this uh, fucking conversation. Add it. So, when when you were being searched... Oh! This, yeah, this fucking guy told... the uh, no the u.s marshals
0: no 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 it, it was the the Marines. it' was like the, the, the marines, military because this 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 and happened the, 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 a marines, month.
1: the marines asked this fucking guy hey do you have anything sharp no no
0: but Herbert, it was 9-11 9-11 happened uh, 9-11 right it
1: correct. was like it was like a month after 9-11 so the marines asked this fucking guy do you have anything sharp on you and guess what this fucking guy says yes i do my nail, my toenails <laughs> My toenails. I'm a fucking gavillion. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a really you know, uptight. I, I cannot get that shit out of my mind. I swear to God. It's no, been, you know what's funny? It's been fucking 20 years and it's still in <laughs> my mind. Because,
0: dude, it was so we got. So what happened is this is what happened. Right? My We were in the we almost we lost our flight because we got so fucked up. From you know, we're like rock stars back in the day. You know, for us that was big back in the day. You know, we're like, wow. Right. We're with right, the A list right. celebrities. We're, we're fucking rocking out. We miss our fun. we we passed out. We're in a hotel sleeping. So we get to the airport and then the soldiers. They could pay for it. You did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you thanks. did. Thanks. So, <laughs> shout out to Rico for pay for that shit. <laughs> so we go we go to the airport in Houston and um, mind you, 9-11 just happened like three four weeks ago when this whole situation you know happened so we 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 got checked three times you know what i'm saying so when that happened you know we're we're looking at each other we're like okay so my cousin he was he was like the the little manager whatever he starts talking shit in spanish like hey look one person from the middle east made all these dumbasses go to work talking about the u.s military which was stupid and ignorant and then this one white guy comes up to us with the most perfect spanish he says oh so you guys think that's funny in spanish He's like, all you guys, step aside. So I look at Rico. I'm like, oh, Rico, this is going to be ugly, bro. We about to get treated. So that's when they started asking us, like, you know, it was so tight that all the Marines, the soldiers are around us. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you? do you guys have any sharp objects? Yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> No, what happened, I pointed at my, no, the story was I pointed at my cousin's feet and I was like, his to-, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we got some sharp objects. His toenails. And then that's when you started laughing. You just, <laughs> you just lost your, you were cracking up. You were crying, bro. And if you remember the soldier, yep. <laughs> he was he was trying to hold it in. <laughs> and he just lost it
1: too. We had everybody laughing and that broke the ice. No, but wait, you said that his toenails um, ripped uh, the sheets on the bed. <laughs> they were so sharp. Gavillion toenails. Oh, my God. Bro, well, I cannot get that. No, I swear to God. That 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 is that has to stay with me for, for the longest, <laughs> I swear to God. It has to stay with me for the longest. You know, and, and
0: it's like, it's crazy, bro, because I'm really like, once you came <laughs> back, then I swear to God, you, man, like when we came back, you were, you know, this one thing, this is why I love you, bro, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm glad that I got my own podcast, and I could tell you and give you your flower. People do this shit when people die, you know what I mean? They'll be like, oh, you know, no, I'm you're in front of me, and I'm going to tell you right now, bro, I was a shorty. And uh, people that are in Chicago, they know that Sapphire Nightclub was the fucking hottest nightclub in the fucking Chicago area. You know, so I was first of all, I was under, I was way underage and I'll text my cousin. Yo, man, I'm outside. He will ignore my text messages. I will text Rico. Yo, Rico, man, I'm outside. And Rico was the hottest motherfucker on the scene. He's the hottest DJ. He's the main fucking guy in the main room DJing. This son of a bitch will come out and he'll tell the bouncers, hey, he's with me. And he'll get me in and, and just and literally, I'll be in the booth with him as he's DJing. And then you know, and, and he always took care of me. And for that, bro, I love you. Thank and you. Whoever so you're much. with, whoever it. I'm with, I could be with yeah, 15 motherfuckers. It. This son of a bitch here, I love you, bro. Thank you so much. You changed the course on my life. Cause you know what, bro? There's people in Chicago that that make a line, that pay cover and freeze their ass in the lines. I am so blessed that you made that not a thing for me and my family and my friends. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you, bro. Straight I, up. I'll take
1: that as a compliment, puppy.
0: No, no. But you you and then this is why I'm amazed that I want to your story gotta be told because people don't know when you guys talk Chicago, this this guy right here, this his company Pink Noise, they're always booked. If you hear about any festivals in Chicago, Colombian festival, the gay pride festival, the LGBT, everything. This is the guy behind the curtains making that fucking show happen. The Puerto Rican festival, the Cuban festival, any fucking concert, anything you could think about. This is the guy that you see all those machines of fires at the, at the venues you see and the led screen stage and you know, all this bullshit. This is the guy that makes that fucking concert the shit. And that's why I think your story got to be told, bro. And honestly, because you were in that clubs running the whole show. And I got to ask you, this is my other question I got to ask you. When was the moment that you realized that you outgrew the nightclub scene?
1: Um, I think when my last daughter was born, I was like that. That was a breaking point.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: that was a breaking point. Also. Because, you know, I didn't want to... Gr- I didn't want to grow old being a DJ. Mm-hmm. I think you know there were a lot of new, new kids in the block. New kids in the block with so much talent that you know I didn't have, and technology was up there. So I I, I didn't want to be you know eaten by technology. So you
0: know, you you knew when to admit it was time for you to just look like, hey, I'm yeah, out. I was, I was like, you know, that's awesome. I I
1: I, I I I I was like, you know, I made it. I, my name was, as a DJ, it was out there, and believe it or not, to this day, my 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 name has a lot of weight. Oh, trust me, I know. As a DJ, but puppy. As a person, first of all, let me correct you. As a person, as a person, but as a DJ just fucking throw me two turntables in front of me and I make that shit happen and you could scratch <laughs> yep.
0: Now now those little cd mixers you with turntables yeah. you and your brother can get down with turntables we can
1: get down anytime anytime any day any minute how enough how do you, how do you explain this like being a dj is it a career right is it a career because you 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 at the end of the day you make money out of this right right so to uh to me uh yeah, I was it, it was kind of like the end of uh of uh, of of my era as being a DJ and cuz you're and, and to uh, let me tell you something to this moment I do not regret it at all not at all
0: cuz you every club every hot club in Chicago
1: I was you, fucking you, there you were the main there.
0: floor DJ running the show now you're in the club scene, right? You're running the whole show. You did it. And now your last letter comes about. And now you're like, fuck it. You see the youth is like pretty much taking over. The young energy, young people. And, and, right, and you know, they right. got no families. So they could do whatever the fuck they want. And so now, how does the pink noise kicks off?
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. it's a major shit. Pink and noise. Is- pink,
1: pink noise. Um, um, how can I say this? I think my brother and I, you know, we all grew We all grew the the club scene. No, I'm not going to edit that burp. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the club scene outgrewed us, so we be- we we too old for the club scene. Ah, just being—I'm just being honest, puppy. Yeah, we were too old for the club scene,
0: dude. I mean, people don't realize, like you know, and you know, and I'm glad at, you at did. At some it.
1: point, you, at some at some point, you need to retire.
0: And you know, I'm glad you did that, and you did it with honor. Like you know what? Let let me give this young people their their time to shine and then let me be the guy behind the curtain running bigger shows which you just dude i'm talking about the pink noise have worked if you guys don't know with major fucking celebrities like david guetta with in the and group mickey was every fucking mexican band you can fucking think of every concert you've been to every festival in chicago this is the guy that's behind all of those events El Gran Festival Centro Americano, papi Everything every This guy even had La Calle Ocho Contract in Miami at one point, correct? That is correct Thanks uh, to
1: Ivan Lopez How did you land that, dude? That's like major Thanks to Ivan Lopez He had a contract with Coca-Cola And man, we were there for like two years Dude, people don't realize this. This and, is like the Lollapalooza for Latinos. Yeah, correct. Yes. He, and you know what, uh, Ronnie? It was a fucking learning experience. My God, I'm, I'm telling you, that day, I didn't sleep for like not even 24 hours, over 24 hours. I didn't sleep at all. But we made it happen. No,
0: you, you, the, the
1: company, the company, uh, went back to do the same event without me. But fuck it, right? But the learning experience that I had there, it was fucking badass.
0: I mean that is like the main stage of like the Super Bowl for Latino festival. It's like that is ma- correct.
1: Yeah, that is correct. That's major. When you're when you're in Calle Ocho, you're if you if you ever done Calle Ocho, that's the shit you put you had to put under your belt. Like don't
0: fuck with me. I got people in Miami that don't believe me when I'm like bro Don't fuck with me. I did Calle Ocho. Because <laughs> though you know like my thing is this I need to know your like your opinion right now. For example, with this pandemic bullshit going, do you see things going back
1: to normal in the future? Man, how, how can, can how can I say it? Um, it's a, it's a learning experience. It has been a learning experience for everyone. I I think it's gonna go go back to normal. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it.
0: It's crazy, bro. It, it it was. It's but
1: Ronnie, let me tell you something. I think um, if you didn't learn from this, you know, that this time being a, being in a, like you know, being afraid of being claustrophobic, right? You will never be claustrophobic anymore, right? You know, this shit is, has taught us a lot of things.
0: It has. Yeah.
1: So, hey. Only the ones that 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 are in, in my industry, the ones that are fucking strong, we will survive. We will survive and we'll come back and we will conquer the world.
0: And I'm gonna tell you right now, with this whole pandemic happened, right? The kickoff of the pandemic, this guy right here, this is when you know there there's brains and then there's brains on steroids. You know, that, that I think that's what defines success. But this guy during the whole pandemic, he saw there was all these, like, parades, you know what I'm saying, for birthday parties and, you know, uh, graduations and all this stuff, baby showers, whatever it was. That
1: was my brother, Rocco Mix. Yo. Shout, shout, shout out to Rocco <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, this guy had vans. He, You know, he owns his warehouses, vans. And then they brought the, um, they had the vans hooked up with, like, giant TV monitors, lights, this, that, etc. So much things, you know what I mean? And- to see him at, like, you know, pretty much, he was booked every day. He had, like, he had parades, like, you know, like, parties every day of the week. And I think that was very impressive, bro, because I'm like, who thinks about shit like that? You know what I mean?
1: Uh, that was a project I mean, my brother created.
0: What do you think is your opinion of the clubs back then and now? Um, Are you ready for my opinion? Yes, sir. That's why I asked you this question, man. This uh, is, this is, this is, uh, we're getting real. I want to know from the king of Chicago, what is he thinking about the nightclubs back then and now?
1: Um, I think nightclubs from nowadays—they're you know—or still—they're—they're they're still going. They're still happening, but w- you know what it is, Ronnie—that yeah, we outgrew—we outgrew the nightclub scene. Most definitely, most deaf, most deaf. Do you see yourself going to a nightclub? No, no, we, we don't. My wife, I love her to death. We still go to go to clubs like here and there, all the time. Right, but but you know to be connected with that with that scene, Papi, we are grew the scene. Right, I'm a, I'm fucking forty six. You look good, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I look like a motherfucking beast. <laughs> he,
0: this guy has no gray hairs in his beard, but yet I got all these gray hairs in my fucking beard. I
1: can't believe it. So the nightclub scene. I think it's, it's it's solid. It's solid because Chicago is a fucking destination for the world. I agree. So whenever you learn a foot in Chicago, you need to come. You 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 whoever you are, anywhere you you don't Anywhere you're at, Chicago is a it's a fucking it's it's a it's a it's a landmark for for the club scene. It is. You know and you know it. And you know it. Oh no, yeah, most definitely. Bro, whenever you land in Chicago,
0: you need to go party. Exactly. That's so why I can't wait till this thing is over cuz I got I got friends from New York that are gonna come here for the first time and I tell them when this shit is over, you got to come here in the summer. This is this is like a city that we are people think of LA, New York. Shout out to both and Miami, you know, to all three of them. But Chicago always gets underlooked. But when they get here, people that do get here.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. She knows yeah. the
0: shit. Yeah. Once they leave, they're like, wow, we never knew you guys had this shit like this. You know what I mean? And real quick, guys, man, these people right here, the pink noise. These guys, man, they do every single type of service. cotillions, weddings, Sweet 16, proms, high school parties, private and corporate events. Man, the pink, like I said earlier today, the pink noise is whoever your celebrity is, your favorite celebrity artist. Pink Noise is their favorite audio and visual team, and you can find these guys at the website is thepinknoise.com. On Facebook, the Pink Noise, Instagram, Pink Noise DJs. Any last things you got to say, bro?
1: Before we leave, um, there's there's a this little thing that I ha- I, I really want to share with shoot you it, baby, because man, every time I open up a, a box of uh, of the fucking, cómo se llaman los fucking. Uh, the the what's chocolates? No no, the, no 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 <laughs> no. It's a cereal. Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. No, the Pebbles. The the, the, no no the, 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 no 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 no. no, So, I don't remember the the name of the of the cereal. Somebody gave this asshole edibles. <laughs> but <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie said that uh, when you used to live on Broadway, right. He said, Hey. Back in the day, I used to open up the bags of bags of cereal, and when I lifted up, I a lot of cockroaches. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, what was the name of that cereal?
0: It was, it was, it was Fruity Pebbles, actually.
1: Yeah, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah. you, you little yeah. bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and you, you're fucking cursing me out right now. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I did eat You see? Yeah.
1: So this is this is what happened in my mind. That little conversation we had back in the day, for you, you, you know when you said that you, you had those, that that cereal, and when you poured it out, it was all it was, one cockroach per every hundred, of per, per, per twenty little pieces flakes, little flakes. For, yeah, for twenty per, flakes per, for twenty per every twenty flakes. Yeah, one cockroach. Yeah, and I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> so. That's that's my main point. The, the the struggle, the struggle was real. It it back was. In the day. Yes, sir. And thank God we fucking um, we made it. We made it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. Talking and laughing, laughing. Yeah. On 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 our on our own little histories. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Reminiscing all the time that the that we fucking spend as friends and puppy and we're still here
0: we're still we're here, here baby 2020 we still here dog hey,
1: it started from the bottle now we're here <laughs> it started from the fucking bottle now we're
0: here oh man bro appreciate you dog for coming over here bro i love you i love your wife your family man and <laughs> hey, man dog like you don't know how much this means because for this guy to be here my podcast this is a busy son of a bitch This guy get on show for anybody just like this oh yeah let me go record some shit with you i appreciate mm-hmm. you thank you so much
1: bro no, <laughs> this is the first time i do this shit really fucking people call me like do this podcast do this do this do this. fuck i'm like no i'm not gonna do it no because <laughs> i feel like i have i i hold i i hold so many secrets in the fucking chicago industry right the you know i just don't want to say them i'm here because i fucking love you fuck it this is the end of this fucking podcast (laughs) and we are out
0: (laughs) let's keep on drinking baby